Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, and good night, wherever you are around the globe. My name is Nims Azor with the latest edition of Grey Wolf Wrestling. It is a massive addition to one of my most anticipated chats as well. Growing up, Jeff Jarrett was my favorite wrestler, so it is a huge thrill to be able to speak to him. He's a WWE Hall of Famer, the founder of TNA Wrestling, a former WCW World Champion, an NWA World Champion, a former WWF Intercontinental Champion. He is the chosen one, the king of the mountain, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff, it's great to chat. Nims, my friend, my Twitter friend. Uh, it's uh, great, great to uh, be a part of the show. I appreciate you having me on. And now you, you you sort of went through different titles and championships, and King of the Mountain, Chosen One, and now you get to add Podcaster, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Very excited for your podcast. Now, that'll be dropping May 5th here in Australia. So next week, it's coming up very cool. But um, you're going to cover a lot of topics, and I want to take you back 20 years. Now, this is before... This is even before TNA Wrestling started. I want to start off with a little organization that was known as World Wrestling All-Stars because you actually did something well before the WWE did and gave Australians live wrestling. Live wrestling a year before the WWE decided to tour down here with a stellar show. Now, WCW's closed up shop. ECW's closed up shop. We're starved of content. And Australia is a million miles away you and guys like Stevie Ray, Jer- um, Jerky the King Lawler, we had uh, Buff Bagwell come down. It was just the big names down here. What were some of your memories of that trip and that sort of time in uh, the pro wrestling landscape? Yeah, over the, the you know, that you just talked WWE, uh, you know, you're leaving out maybe, in my opinion, my, my greatest memory of the time, and I still talk to him often, is our man Rove. Getting to crack <laughs> Rove over the head with a guitar. Uh, is a career highlight without question, um, and and you know meeting him um, and 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 being a part of that, and and you know obviously he's he's not a wrestler by any stretch of the imagination, but but you know and Nathan Jones uh, again I'm I'm a third generation um, a promoter uh, wrestler, and, and so getting to travel the world and and, and me coming uh, down to Australia, Nathan Jones getting to really get into the fabric and, 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 and tour Sydney and, and um, all around uh, Melbourne and, and the Crown Casino and the Opera House and sightseeing. And, and I've told my kids this, I've told others this, if I ever had to move and, and leave uh, Nashville, uh, the Hendersonville area, I, I would. And this is, I've said it, I've gone on record, I'd move to Australia. Uh, that's how much I care for it, uh, the country. I, I really, really liked it. Uh, from Perth to Melbourne to Brisbane, the Gold Coast to Adelaide, the city of churches. And even we got the opportunity uh, not long after that to uh, me and Sting uh, got to have an NWA world title match uh, over in New Zealand. So I've always been a, a great fan of it. Great memories. The people are fantastic. And, and again, going back to the top of the, the interview, that's why when we were uh, strategizing to, to start promoting my world, um, Australia and New Zealand media outlets were at the top of my list. Fantastic. Well, look, let's let's go back a, a little bit before WWE and before TNA, because you were in both WWE and in WCW. This is during the peak of the Monday Night Wars. But I want to know, did you ever see yourself as a WWF guy or a WCW guy? Because you ticked off a lot of boxes in both organizations. And there's a lot of arguments that would say, you know, you, you, you fought for both teams. And I did, and I, I, that's a good question. And and the way you phrased it is is often 
people are trying to ask that question, uh, but but don't quite articulate it like you did, Nim. But no, I mean, with the Double J persona and the IC title runs, it, it, it's hard and not with my baby tonight and, and, you know, my relationship with Vince and my match with China, it's really hard. And obviously they won the war and, and I'm in the WWE Hall of Fame. It's hard for me not to say WWE uh, guy, um, but on the flip side, there, you know, I was in the Four Horsemen in WCW and, 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 and you know, for, for short stints, uh, the, the big gold belt, which still carries, it's uh, right behind me, it still carries some prestige, uh, but, you know, the, the big gold belt with flair and the lineage and becoming world champion. So I, I have a lot of great memories uh, of WCW as well. Uh, obviously, entirely two different companies, WCW very corporate. And, and what I was raised on and, you know, born and bred on it. And my mindset is, you know, um, the entertainment business, not just the wrestling industry, is, is led by a visionary, no matter what company it's in. And, and Vince, his track record speaks for itself. Uh, the, the people of Australia have seen uh, in Melbourne, uh, the cricket stadium. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it goes without saying, um, I can see uh, both sides, but I'd say a WWE. I'd have to sort of agree with that too, but let's not discount your phenomenal run in WCW because you were the guy in WCW, and it's it's one of the biggest what ifs. For I mean, me. look at your shirt on. Can you tell your listeners what your shirt says? So I've I've actually got I actually picked up the shirt, and if you check out the video, you can see I actually had two choices of shirt today, uh, Jeff. I wanted to either wear that one or this TNA Slammiversary shirt, uh, which I also nice. have, because I'm a massive TNA fan. But uh, I, I did want to quickly touch on your WCW run because you were the world champion there. And this is the biggest what if for me because I was a huge NWO 2000 fan. Now, when the NWO reformed and we had, we had you with Bret Hart, and with the Outsiders. It was such a powerful combination. Unfortunately, injury derailed that, but you managed to make the best out of a bad situation. Now, what did you think of that run? Because that's a powerhouse of names. It was, you know, it, again, a, a lot of things, it's like so many things went right for WCW in the early part of, of the Attitude Era, but as time went on, um, for, for uh, numerous reasons, things just couldn't catch a break. And, but, you know, uh, you just mentioned, you know, Nash and, and, and Bret Hart and myself and Steiner. It was really a unique group. And, and, and the, 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 the first couple of Nitros, I'll say the rhythm that was beginning to take place, because there had been obviously a bunch of uh, iterations. And you never can recreate the original magic of Hall, Nash, and Hogan. You just can't do it. And, and I'm well aware of that. Same with Four Horsemen, same with any group, same with the Bullet Club. You're just not going to recreate the original magic. But that was in a little bit a, a different, I, I, I guess, set of circumstances. So it had life in it, but like you said, injury and, and lots of different circumstances uh, were not in its favor. Let's move on to TNA Wrestling because that, that holds a very special place in my heart. I was a massive fan of uh, TNA Wrestling and still watch Impact to this day. But uh, some of the absolute gems of matches that you were involved in there, I mean, you had some great feuds with Raven, Kurt Angle, Sting, R-Truth before when he was Ron The Truth Killings, uh, became an NWA World Champion there as well. Christian Cage is someone that's still going today, but... People saw him as a main eventer, thanks to your organization. But let's not forget the countless other rivalries you had, like with AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Abyss, Bobby Roode, those great names. 
when you look at some of the great names that have come through TNA, what does that, how does that feel for you, not just as a promoter, but as a wrestler to have gone through those doors at uh, TNA, now Impact Wrestling? Yeah, what's really cool is, and, and on the My World PR Tour, the different questions that I ask, and, and, and I, I said the other day that, that when you look at TNA, um, now known as Impact, you know, in, in the TNA days, Impact was the name of the television show. But from about 2002 to about 2009, 2010, um, it was some very, very special times for me personally, professionally. But when you talk about the in-ring component and, and the opportunities, and you mentioned, when you when you talk about AJ Styles and Jeff Jarrett in those early days and those matches, I, I, it was, you know, what a, pardon the pun, but what a phenomenal athlete AJ truly is. And in those early days, he was just at another level. Uh, Samoa Joe goes without saying, and you you listed quite a few names, but uh, yeah, what a run and what a roster and what the in-ring product from the X division to the knockouts, um, to the heavyweights and the tag teams. And you talk about beer money and AMW and, and a bunch of other, he was really gelling there. And, and what a uh, very rewarding uh, seven, eight, 10 years that, you know, to take it from literally a, a, a thought, a concept, uh, into uh, a lot of hard work. And then, you know, two hours on Spike TV uh, here in the United States and, and seen all around the globe. Uh, it was very rewarding. And, and the people that were a part of that uh, were, you know, they all realize, I think I certainly do, some of the best times of our life. I mentioned TNA and I mentioned the great work that you did in North America, but uh, a lot of people might not know, and you mentioned the Bullet Club earlier, you were actually part of the Bullet Club fairly briefly uh, in, I think, 2015 it was, but uh, you've done some great work in New Japan, you did some stuff in AAA as well, these are other completely different cultures to what we're used to, and being an old school wrestler, you've been through many doors and many different locker rooms, what was that like? Was it a culture shock for you going to places like Mexico and Japan? No, and you know, Mexico, they're, they're, they're obviously two different cultures, but um, when you talk about uh, professional wrestling, Japan has a professional wrestling culture. The Lucha Libre style obviously has a, a different culture in the United States as well. Um, so, you know, early in my uh, career, I went to Puerto Rico, which was have some Lucha Libre components. Uh, I went to Japan early in my career. So I, I was, you know, I'll say born and raised on different styles and all that. But to get the opportunity to, to go back and, and be a part of, 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 of New Japan and how hot the product was, now Hot Bullet Club was, and Tanahashi and Okada and, and all the factors that go into it. And then Mexico, you know, I've had a 20-year career down there, and, and, and I, I can't say enough about, about those folks. So I've always enjoyed my time working in different countries and different promotions around the world. You really are an absolute travel man. Uh, I'll look, I, I could chat to you for another 20 minutes, but uh, we should probably wrap it, wrap it up soon. I, <laughs> I do have one question that I do want to ask because this is something that, for me personally, it gave me so much buzz. Back in 2004, before TNA first had Bound for Glory, you did something that no one has ever sort of done. I remember Hulk Hogan was wrestling in Japan. And he was talking about how he's never won the NWA world title. He wants the NWA world title. And it's sitting right next to you as we as we speak. He did a press conference in Japan. And then out of nowhere, complete shock. And it's so hard in this day and age to have a surprise. There was Jeff Jarrett saying, you wanted to come to TNA. TNA just came to you. What was that like? Because I think that made so many headlines across the world. 
You know, Nibs, it's funny you bring that up. Uh, years after we did that, I, I, I want to say 2009 or 10 or 11, I forget the date, but it was a fan voted. What was the, um, I, I, I don't know, shocking, I think favorite TNA moment. It was one of those polls that were done. And that won by a landslide. I could remember Don West coming to me, telling me, uh, and Jeremy Borash about that's the number one moaning. And, and when you think about, you know, uh, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles and the matches they had and Kurt Angle coming in and what a shock that was and Christian Cage and, and Team 3D and I mean, Flair, you just talk about all the different talents have been through and that was such a surprise and caught people off guard. And, and, and I, like you just sort of described it, it came out of nowhere, but on a major platform after a dome show that Hogan was a part of and 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 for it to happen on that stage at that setting at that time and with the backstory of the people that knew and then the people who didn't know then were told the backstory it was really um it, it was a it, it, I'll say this that was a long trip over there for one guitar shop we're still talking about it today we certainly are, but uh, Jeff, you've been, uh, you've given me a lot of time and I really, really do appreciate that. My world, it is going to be a fantastic podcast. We know the sort of product that Conrad Thompson can put out. It's so cool to see you guys coming together, mega powers combining. That'll be dropping Wednesday the <laughs> 5th here in Australia, so make sure you check that out. Jeff, it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, hopefully I'll chat to you yeah. soon. I'd love to, Nims. I'll see you on social media, but uh, my world drops every Wednesday down on So appreciate the download. Big thank you to Jeff Jarrett for joining us on Grey Wolf Wrestling. Make sure you check out his podcast, My World with Jeff Jarrett. Look it up in wherever you get your podcast. But uh, the Grey Wolf Wrestling archives are also chockers with a ton of interviews. That's including our series, Reliving the War, where we look back at the WWF versus WCW Monday Night Wars. But make sure you follow us on the socials, Grey Wolf ENT on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're not just wrestling here at Grey Wolf Entertainment. We've got AFL, music, pop culture, everything. And the only way to get it is by subscribing to Grey Wolf on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you check it out, and I'll see you next time. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.